This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome to the things that matter. My name is Maritza. I'm a native New Englander, now living in the South, managing the business world while keeping my own mental health in check. I've always had a fascination for the brain and behavior and anything neuroscience related. The world can feel overwhelming at times, especially if you don't understand yourself. I thought I did for years before being diagnosed with anxiety and depression. I'm here to show you that you are not alone. I want to inspire you as a listener to be that empowered individual that you know lives deep down in your heart, but I will be the first one to let you know you cannot get there without working on yourself. It starts right here, right now. You can make a difference in someone's life, no matter how small it seems. We need community. We need collaboration. We need people. Welcome to another episode. I'm here with a guest, Matt. It's nice to have you here. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, Matt Pena. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, so we'll get started here um, and I'll tell everyone just how we met. I usually just tell people a quick introduction, basically through the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've known each other for quite a few years now, I feel, feel like I could say. Um, but it's great to have you here. I'm excited. Thank you. Yes. I talk about all things mental health. So um, whether it's your own story you know, stories around you, what you see. But first, I'll go into your background. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what got you to where you are now. Okay, awesome. Um, So my name is Matt. That's Pena. There's a tilde (laughs) over the N. That's an Enye for those at home. Uh, I was born and raised in Wisconsin, uh, moved to Charlotte because I wanted to get out of the winter. And uh, when I came here, the reason that I found fitness was because I was a college athlete and it was a great way for me not only to stay active, but also to meet people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I came here with no friends other than some of the coworkers I met in the office. So it is in my nature to influence and inspire. It just, I'm a high energy person. So group fitness is a part of my life. I still have my day job in marketing. I send a mm-hmm. lot of emails and sit on conference calls and, and do <laughs> all the fun stuff. Yeah, things that probably sound <laughs> fancy, but I'm like doing everything everybody else does in front of a webcam. So uh, I've spent a little bit of time in fitness. Obviously, that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Uh, started coaching at a space called Hustle House in Uptown. And uh, my relationship with that business grew and they asked me to participate in opening a second location. Mm -hmm. So I've taken on some additional responsibilities in my spare time, which includes marketing. Um, (laughs) But outside of that, I mean, I've been on a personal journey all along before I even knew it. And so I think that's what we're here to get into a little bit today. Yes. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, let's do it. Because I feel like, well, even with everyone in life, I feel like even some of my best friends, sometimes you hear things so late. And I guess even as your friend, like even as you continue your friendship, Yeah. because a lot of things are really hard to talk about. Yeah. um, Really personal. And, you know, you kind of keep it either closed within or in within a tight circle. So, yeah, I think that's part of it, but also Mm -hmm. I would assume, and and again, like this is my personal experience. I can't Mm -hmm. say that, you know, what I've experienced applies to all, but there was a gap of time where I didn't even know, like pretend I had the most public platform to share my experience. I was kind of like in this weird limbo where it's like, what am I feeling? What am Mm -hmm. I going to do? Why am I feeling this way? There were a lot of questions. So I think bringing that to the surface required me to dig deeper into this process and into the journey. So it's, it's been a roller coaster and I've, I've enjoyed what's come of it. Some of the relationships that I've developed, Mm -hmm. some of the, the pure connections, but I think 
like most importantly for me, like this discovery of self and awakening, I guess you could say. So, yeah, I guess going back to that point, what, yeah. what was that point when you just realized something was off and it wasn't working? Yeah. I mean, um, there's, there's a lot tied I, into that. You know, I, I, when I grew up, there was just parts of my childhood that I wore as a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. So my birth mother, uh, gave up her rights. It's called TPR and dropped me off at my dad's doorstep one day and was like, I can't do this with my current husband. He's happier with you. And so I was like, heck yeah. You know, I was like six years old. Yeah. I was like, I've always wanted to live with my dad. My dad was fun. <laughs> my dad and I are very much alike. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I didn't like the environment that I was in. And so when I was young, I never really dug into that purely because I didn't know how, mm-hmm. but when I would explain Uh, myself or I would introduce myself to people, I I would always say like, yeah, my mom left me. And it was like, yeah, I I was unsure, I think of what that meant at that time, but I, I, I knew I felt numb. Mm -hmm. And so that is definitely a big piece of who I am. And and a trauma that I experienced was this, this sense of, you know, like this empty hole within me, like I had a mother figure that was supposed to be there. And then Another figure came into my life and and my mom that my dad married, um, who recently passed about two years ago. And all along, you know, there were things in my life, specifically with female figures, quite honestly, that I just I I maybe felt or I knew that there were trends, but I didn't know why. And I didn't bring them to the service and address them. So quite a bit, I think, wrapped up in my life, probably like a lot of us experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that happened to me, too, over time. I feel like there were things that happened in the past that I dealt with on my own personally that I thought was fine. I was but I wasn't going through the proper therapy and I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't looking into it a lot. And then it started manifesting and other things like my relationships and um, it was just personal, uh, mainly romantic relationships, but it started manifesting in that and the partners I chose. So definitely say I got to a point where my anxiety got bad and I started getting panic attacks Mm -hmm. and they were, they were bad because they were during like moments where I'm the happiest. So at the gym and sleeping and, and that was really like, caused me to take that turn and go into and try something else. I was doing therapy already, but then I started, um, looking at exploring options for just what kind of medication I could get on. But it's all a process with that said, um, it takes time to realize you get to that point. And, um, but I think it's a, it's a journey. So it's an everyday, everyday thing. Um, What do you, yeah. What do you, what are you doing now? Or go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess so for me, what was interesting is um, I was feeling something. I was sensing something. I wanted to act on those feelings. Mm-hmm. And it was actually my acts and my changes in lifestyle that brought me, I would say, to a darker place. Okay. For a very long time, I was, I was being a person that I think I was, I felt like I was supposed to be. I was so focused on not living the life that I lived as a child and not living through a marriage that I witnessed through my parents that I know was purely based on financial stability and because they had children. Mm -hmm. And in therapy, I go weekly live. I've learned that masking is part of my identity. Even today, as I sit here right now, I I have a mask of some sort Mm -hmm. in this room right now. And it's not to say that a, a mask necessarily has to be fake. It's you pull a piece of your identity forward. If I had to open this door right here and Mm -hmm. go teach a group fitness class for a hundred people, give me 30 seconds and I could do it. 
coming back into this room, being vulnerable and talking to you one-on-one, I I can do it. So I think that's part of my journey is learning that like when I pull piece of my identity out, it's not that I'm fake or Mm -hmm. I'm being disingenuous. It's that that's part of who I am. And I show up in different ways, in different places. And I think I've had to experience a lot of what I've experienced, including some alone time and some pretty dark times to just sit and feel mm. I'm a busybody. you know, like until the moment you walked in this room, I was like <laughs> prepping a reel to post about something I'm doing on Sunday and we're going to yeah. be running six miles. And it's like, I fill my time that I've learned that I need to, I need to stop and mm-hmm. I need to think and I need to feel. And then sometimes I need to find ways to get those feelings out of me because if not, they, I, I get, you know, antsy, I will get unproductive. So yeah, I mean, just for me, I 100% agree. It's It's been certainly a journey. Live therapy has been um, mm-hmm. a huge tool. Uh, watching some TikTok videos sometimes. Uh, Jay <laughs> like Shetty is ones? my okay, guy. Like yeah. Inspirational. Uh, okay. Yep, yep. Just like some of the, the, the quotes and mm-hmm. the, the word bombs. You're like, whoa, that, yeah. that hit me right where it needed to. Um, and then just having conversations like this, mm-hmm. this is the first time I've ever been on a podcast to be quite honest, but well, welcome. these I'm types of conversations <laughs> I find refreshing because yeah. it's like, yo, listen, I'm, I'm showing up as who I am and I'm not going to be perfect, but like mm-hmm. I'm on the journey that I'm on. So, so. so through therapy, how, I guess with the masking, cause you, you do it in the sense that, you know, if you were to get on stage or if you were to yeah. coach a fitness class, you'd have to kind of put on a different face for that, for that moment. How do you deal with that? How do you um, manage those transitions? Yeah. It's very much about realizing why, um, I play a role for people and sometimes I receive a lot of, um, good feelings about that. Mm -hmm. So love languages, if you're familiar with them, acts of service is something that I love to provide. It makes me feel very good to know that I am of value. And so in group fitness, I'm a, I'm of a lot of value, right? Yeah. I am providing energy. I'm providing instruction and motivation and, and one-on-one connection. And I'm also receiving words of affirmation and it, not words of affirmation, but acts, right? Like yeah. there, there's sometimes you, you just know when you're on that stage, I'll is call that it quote unquote. Language? It sure is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bringing them all out. <laughs> um, I claim all of them. Um, <laughs> so I, I've learned that I, am of value and I am able to deliver something in certain settings. Mm-hmm. And I also receive things in certain settings, but I also need to be, I also need to recognize that, um, I don't need to have that to be happy with myself. Yeah, I don't need it externally. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. It compounds it. But at the end of the day, if I didn't teach another group fitness class or social media disappeared, like I've got to be, happy in my room alone in the dark. Cause like at the end of the day, no matter who you choose, no matter how much time you spend with them, mm-hmm. you have to be happy with yourself. And I, it, for a long time I wasn't cause I didn't really know who I was. Yeah. I really didn't. So how have you learned more about yourself? Um, therapy has definitely been a huge tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I, you know, I feel like that's such a default, but it's, it's not for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, talked through my life experiences, my traumas, and I've used my therapist's feedback to kind of connect the dots and understand, oh, that makes sense. Like why I chase caffeine or Mm -hmm. why I, you know, in high school always had female friends that I was so much closer to than males. Well, my mother left me 
And so my entire life, it felt good for me to have females be connected to me. And I'm not even talking about like in a romantic, sexual, physical way. It's just purely like having females close to me feels good because I think deep within me, I lacked that, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was like, wait, like she left. Like, is that person going to leave? Is that, you know what I mean? So it's always been, it's always been a part of me. And so I would say again, therapy, journaling, watching TikTok videos, reading (laughs) books, like all of the defaults that you would expect, but they're, they're there for a reason. How much reflection do you do on the journaling? Do you mean so like write in it and then look back at back, yeah. whole, uh, a decent amount? Okay, um, okay. Yeah. Talk about journey and roller coaster. Yeah. I mean, my darkest time in life for sure was end of last year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, winter, dark, gloomy. I've been going through some personal stuff and I read some of my entries and I'm like, can I swear on here? Can I swear? <laughs> I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Like. He w- he was going through it, yeah. Like, it, and I knew I was going through it, and mm-hmm. I do. I knew I didn't want to be there forever, yeah. But being here today and reading those entries, I'm like, whoa. He sounded so sad, yeah. So scared, so lost. And I can't tell you I'm here and I have it all together right now, right? Yeah. Like, I when we talk about this journey, I think mm-hmm. I will forever feel like I've got something to work on, something to accomplish, you know, something to dig deeper into, mm-hmm. but. I don't need to be where I was. And those journal entries are such great documentation to show like you kind of got out of a hole there, my guy. And I'm I'm proud of you. That's awesome. And I, the power of reflection and looking at that is, is so profound because I, I know I have to do it too because I look through some of mine and you realize your patterns too. And you realize what kind of headspace you were in. And again, how you thought it was like, the darkest moment you're never going to get out of it at that point, but you do, you do, you make it out. So the other thing too, is like, you know, because social media is so prevalent right now, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I probably say TikTok on here and people are like, Oh, you're just looking at people dancing and doing trends and stuff. Well, actually currently the platform does recognize your algorithm and my (laughs) algorithm is amazing. It is nice. It is relationship (laughs) advice and therapy and dogs and food. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, sometimes I'll get a little, you know, random stuff in there, but uh, the other interesting thing when you talk about journaling, because, you know, at the end of the day, you want to be able to look back at a moment in time be like, what was I thinking? What was I feeling? Am I feeling that today? Yeah. Some of the videos that I saved around that oh. same time that my journals, uh, my journal entry was suggestive of me being in a, a you know, an uncomfortable place. <laughs> yeah. They, they just had a different tone to them. They like at that time they meant something to me yeah. um, and I'm saving different things, right? Like That's more so forward thinking. I've never yeah. thought about the saving yeah. part. I, I save videos. Um, yeah. as long well, as I they, do too, as long but as I've never thought it. to look back to them for, to see where my mindset was or yeah. to see where my headspace was. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. Uh, it's, it's helpful to, you know, be able to look backwards to feel today and also look forwards. Like I think all of those like tenses are important as you, as you go through this. So, yeah. So question about so you're going through this right now yeah but how I guess how do you show up with other people because that's probably the hardest thing when you're going through something internally yeah how do you show up like how do you be your best self or how do you manage those situations do you tell people you need time what do you do uh it depends okay it depends on who it is there are people right now that I could pick up the phone and call and cry and they Mm -hmm. would be like they would know why they would understand how to support me um there are people that I can do that in person with yeah um there are others that I choose not to because this can be a personal thing and I think in some instances it's 
it's more productive to deal with it yourself, especially me, like I was talking about. Yeah. There's a lot that I that I pulled from externally that I just I was like, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to feel this and mm-hmm. I'm going to search for this. And like, it's almost those like instant dopamine hits yeah. that I wasn't comfortable just sitting back and like dealing with it myself. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to deal with it yourself, but you are a tool within your own journey. Right. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, it, it depends if they're in my close circle, I'm raw I'm vulnerable, I'm expressive. Mm-hmm. If they're slightly outside of that, I am willing to share my experience because I've found that you know, me being vulnerable. Uh, I think on the surface, I look like a guy that like has all of his shit together, especially like mm-hmm. social media and stuff, right? Like, of course, yeah. Um, it's hard to sh- it's hard to sh- share the dark stuff without like really sharing the dark stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I've found, and again, we're going to like you know, you know personality <laughs> traits and love yeah. languages and all that. I cannot prevent myself from being of influence. I just can't. It's mm-hmm. the energy that I provide. It's what I enjoy. And there was a time where I'm like. I bet you there's a lot of people that think that I have it all together. And it's, I think my job to share that like, yo, no, actually I don't. And there have been people since that I, I believe have benefited from me saying like, I go to therapy, mm-hmm. I sit on a couch and much like in this podcast room right now, I take off my watch, I mm-hmm. turn my phone off, I take off my shoes, I get comfortable and I just sit there and yeah. I, I do the work. So that's a really long-winded way <laughs> of saying it really, really depends, and I would encourage everybody to, to you know, um, be careful about how you open up and to who because it's, um, you know, that's precious, precious time, precious mm-hmm. reflection. So, And then going to this journey with finding your first therapist, how was that? What did that look like? Yeah, so I'm lucky and blessed that my employer has uh, an EAP program, okay. so employee assistance program. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we receive six complimentary sessions per year as part of our benefits. That is very nice. Uh, yeah, prior to that, I went to Google and I searched like best therapist in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And then I found this woman, like I was in such a lost place that I was like, I just need to talk to somebody yeah. and I don't care what it takes. Like, I just want to know that they're, they have good reviews and it was an out of pocket expense. And I was yeah. like, it was virtual. And I was like, I need to, I know myself, I mm-hmm. want to disconnect from my environment a little bit. And like I said, sit on the couch and do the work. So luckily through that EAP program, they had a portal where you could search providers. Okay. I found one that was um, geographically convenient, mm-hmm. went there and I've gone through a couple there. Um, but my second one right now, uh, she's awesome. Like okay. she is good. Uh, amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. yeah. She's really good. And so. we've talked, I've talked about this before on my podcast. I think sometimes it, it takes a lot to get to that first step of finding a therapist For in sure. the first place. And yeah. then finding the right one can yeah. almost be stressful in itself because yeah. the first one might not be your best one. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to make the dumbest analogy possible and I don't think I've ever done this <laughs> okay. before. Like you go out to restaurants to eat a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And you have various experiences, but at the end of the day, you are hungry and you're looking to satisfy that hunger. Yeah. I would say like the practice of therapy is the same. Like mm-hmm. because you have a bad experience with one provider or one session doesn't mean the practice or in the analogy that the food is bad. Yeah. It's just who delivered it and prepped it and all that stuff. Like right. you, you got to keep searching. If you feel like you need it, just go to the next one. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be one size fits all. There yeah. are, fr- there are friends that I have that really, really love virtual. That's my work environment. Like I'm hopping on yeah. teams calls all day. Like I got to get out of that room and feel like I'm in a different mental space. So for me going live while it requires a drive and it's, 
a little bit more time commitment back and forth, like that's what I know I benefit from. So I would encourage everybody to be like selfish in that journey yeah, and know that, you know, when you land it, you'll land it. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you about the live. I, I like the in-person stuff too. I'll do the virtual, but it doesn't feel the same. Yeah. I agree. Uh, it's not, and you go through talk therapy is what you do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've, I have done actually a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Listen, is that what they call it? Listen therapy. When, yeah. yeah, when she's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. clearly oh. I'm not a professional. Um, <laughs> we're, we're going on the fly here. Um, it's okay. yeah, I'm so, not sure of this either. So, yeah, so, uh, well, so like talk therapy, meaning like, you know, she'll be like, you how talk, can I support yeah. you today? And mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot of the talking and then she's yeah. providing feedback. I went in there a couple of weeks ago and she's like, how are you feeling? I was like, honestly, like lately I've been feeling really clouded. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, my eyes felt like heavy and I felt distracted and like, I I literally thought I was like, I cannot focus. Like Mm -hmm. no matter how much caffeine I take and how much sleep I'm getting, like there's something she's like, okay. She's like, do you want to try something? I was like, sure. And I'm on this couch. Right. And I lay down. Now we're really going to get open here. Um, (laughs) and she starts talking to me and you know, that the time of my life when I said that my birth mother left me, Mm -hmm. she abandoned me that little boy inside of me is part of my identity today. And that little boy, quote uh-huh. unquote, uh, was pretty scared shitless that morning or maybe probably some days before that. And she was like, she was talking to me through some things and I bawled my eyes out. Mm-hmm. I bawled my eyes out and my body language changed. And, you know, she was doing whatever she does. Yeah. And I had that sense of relief where I cried and I said some things almost like, it, it, it threw a numb sense. Like I didn't know what I was saying. It was just kind of happening. Yeah. And I sat up and I was like, I feel better. And she's like, I think that needed to come out. And, and it, you know, other people might have that same experience yeah. through journaling or screaming or mm-hmm. running or whatever it is. But for me, at least in that moment and throughout this journey, it, it was laying down and saying like, this little boy is pissed that, you know, <laughs> you've done this in life. Like, yes. you know, you've, you've ruined some things that were supposed to be the quote unquote, like ideal life. Mm-hmm. And he needed to be like reassured and said, it's okay. And, and like it came out that day and I felt a lot better. So it's kind of crazy. Awesome. That's a big, yeah. that's a big moment to have too, to realize that. Yeah. So I don't know what that was. I, was that listen <laughs> therapy? I'll, I, Cause I was a talking, <laughs> but I was, she was definitely consulting to get that out of me. So yeah, yeah. well it takes, yeah, there's, different therapy approaches yeah. I we talked about this I did EMDR which I think is wild is huge and yeah. so great it's yeah. um typically used for you know PTSD or trauma yeah. mm-hmm. but I went through it and I remember one of the first sessions because I had as I previously uh, mentioned I've been through some relationships that weren't great yeah. for me and yeah. I had wanted to go through one in particular and talk about what had happened in the dynamic and I remember they have you go back through memories and process the memories. And, um, sometimes there's like vibrations you yep. can hold in your hands That's to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to kind of go through the memories. But it's interesting what comes up because they'll have you go to one place mm-hmm. and then kind of sit there and then yep. go through another place. And I thought of things that I hadn't, I hadn't thought of in years, like 10, 20 years. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't even know this was a memory that still existed in my yeah. head. Yeah. But that I remember the first day going through that. And like you, I as completely in tears, in tears. And they tell you it's going to, it might take some time to Mm -hmm. process. So just be aware that this could come up in the next, you know, 24 hours. It could still come up. But I remember thinking that was really hard. I don't know if I can do that again. Like, I literally don't know if I can go through that again. Like, that's how the emotion felt. But 
with that said, going through that whole process was needed. Yeah. I've, uh, <laughs> as we talked, I've yeah. done the same thing. I, I went through EMDR with mm-hmm. the two handheld, you know, they vibrate back and forth, mm-hmm. left, right, left, right, left, right. And then you're asked that question. And I, like you, we went in with one intent and that was to turn a negative statement or belief in my head into a positive one mm-hmm. to reshift the way that I perceived those thoughts, feelings, whatever. And we went in with one plan and out came another. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I ended up, you know, I talked about my mom, quote unquote. So mm-hmm. she was my, you know, legally speaking here, stepmom that, you know, was there after other birth mother abandoned me. She died at 45, unexpected liver failure. Mm-hmm. And like the week after that, I was at not even a week, maybe I was at a Halloween party, like drinking with a bunch yeah. of people. I never sat with that. I never Mm -hmm. mourned that. And EMDR, it came out. I was bawling (laughs) for her, like saying, like, I miss you. And we didn't have the strongest relationship, but Mm -hmm. what she was in my life, I very much missed. And I take responsibility for part of the lack of our relationship because Mm -hmm. I, like we talked about, I, I was ignoring things that I was feeling and who I was. And, and a lot of that came out on the couch that, yeah. that day for me, I was bawling. And like you said, I was exhausted after, mm-hmm. but like, if I didn't do it there, I, I don't know what else or where else would have prompted that level of mourning. Cause like I yeah. cried at her funeral and I was obviously sad as the whole episode was unraveling. But like for me, to sit somewhere and feel that for me, I just, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't take the time to, to do that prior to that moment. Yeah. So I completely agree. Powerful. It's, yeah. And thank you for sharing. Of course. This is, yeah. this is huge. And I think even when I went through, it, I didn't expect that level of emotion either because yeah. I, I'll get emotional, but it's not, it's not that to that degree. Yeah. 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 I think so. And it goes back, I think to in my initial, like when all this started, obviously when I was, younger. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever fully processed the emotions that I should have in the moment. I had, I mean, there's different stories I can tell and they all kind of mend together at one point, but I lost a, you know, a dear friend back in college. And I, at the time, like the people around me weren't really supportive of therapy. So I didn't go to therapy and they they're like, you can, you know, you'll be able to handle it. It's okay. And I took, you know, I remember having to take some breaks from, I've still completed all my courses, but Mm -hmm. I took some days off. But with that said, I kind of, I mourned this loss all on my own. So I didn't have a guidebook on what to do or how to handle this. And Mm. I felt fine. I thought it was fine, (laughs) but then it showed up in anxiety and in these, you know, panic attacks later in life. And it kind of, that's where it amounted to more of that. You felt like you needed it. You needed therapy. Oh yeah. yeah. I definitely feel like, but you know, at the moment, I didn't know how powerful therapy therapy was. Yeah, and that's yeah. you know, I'm glad you came to the realization that this was this was good for you and yeah. this is needed because yeah. I think that's that's a big step. Yeah, I've always liked talking. Mm-hmm. I, I know that I've always liked being open, even when I was speaking about how when I was younger I would share that badge of honor, like yeah, my mom left me, and I had yeah. this edge, and I thought it was like almost cool to like be like look at how much I'm I'm making of myself and I'm successful yeah but then I was like you know I was like dude that shit doesn't matter you know what I mean like if you're not actually happy when the lights are off and the doors are closed like Mm -hmm. what we talked about like it doesn't matter I was doing a lot for the that facade that public image and that perception I still deal with that today I really Mm -hmm. do I do the expectation like I was at an event last night 
and there were families and I was like, I'm not there. Why am I not there? Like, mm-hmm. am, are they, are they my age? Like, yeah. should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And it's like, it's so good to open your eyes wider than your immediate world. And, and what I mean by that is like probably, you know, where you live, where you work, where you grocery shop, like just mm-hmm. change your routine a little bit and be exposed to just other people and not that I wish anything bad on others, but it's refreshing for me personally to know like, oh, that person's going through a divorce or, oh, that person lost a parent or, mm-hmm. oh, that person doesn't have a great relationship with their sibling because it, it makes you realize, at least me, yeah, who is very, very like keen on perception and public mm-hmm. image and what I was supposed to be by this time in my life, um, that there's so many different life journeys out there. And so we haven't even covered like, the fact that I have a roof over my head and food and like a car. Yeah. And so, you know what I mean? Like there's just, it, it's, there's just this expectation that I've built in my mind and I was so focused on getting there and mm-hmm. not being somewhere else that I never stopped to say like, are you happy? Are yeah. you doing what makes you happy? Are you doing it for your, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think a lot of that alone time that you're getting now, I know I had to get, I remember a period of my life where people went to the, you know, people were like, Oh, I'm going to be movies by myself. And I'm like, yeah. I, in my head, I could never fathom doing that because yeah. that just sounded like, I don't know. I was like, I don't think I'd be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And there was definitely a moment in my life where I started doing more things on my own and being with myself and just hanging with myself. And yeah. honestly, and and I think that's why I value my really good friendships now because I'm like, I'd rather be with myself and know I'm going to have a good time than yeah. hang out with someone I've never met or I don't know. Yeah. Not, not the right energy. Yeah. And that's <laughs> scary. Like it, it, we are like, we are built to connect mm-hmm. like from a biological yes. level, right? Like <laughs> we need to reproduce, right? Like, so yeah. like, take the physical sexual stuff out of it. Like mm-hmm. we just, we crave connection. Most mm-hmm. of us do. Um, especially those that, you know, go through trauma and stuff. Yes. And so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you've got to get comfortable with yourself because you're more aware of yourself mm-hmm. and, and know what makes you happy, what makes you sad, what makes you mad, what you need yeah. and then find that. And then that unravels a whole nother ball of challenges, right? Cause mm-hmm. that person might be dealing with something or needs something from you. So it's like, it's just this like super fascinating opportunity mm-hmm. to live life. One of the videos that I've, I've saved and shared is uh-huh. like, if if you told me and you sat me down and you said, you're going to have a short amount of time to live on this amazing planet and feel every single emotion that you can imagine mm-hmm. and, you know, essentially live a good life and have the opportunity to do whatever you want, would you take it? And it's like, yeah. What, what is the alternative, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to exist in that space and know that there's going to be uncomfortable moments and things that are going to happen to me that... I wish didn't, but at the end of the day, like you, you want more life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that the, the takeaway is like knowing that you have the power to make decisions for yourself and form connections and, uh, also walk away and Mm -hmm. not invest your time in places that don't serve you. Yeah. And that sounds selfish, but selfish. I have also learned through therapy is (laughs) not the definition that we use, um, typically out in society. Yeah. Have you ever talked about selfish before? No. (laughs) So I'm going to, I wish I had the diagram in front of me, but there's this, uh, I think it's like the, the wheel of consent. And it's, if you are taking something Mm -hmm. for yourself, it's defined as selfish, but is that actually selfish? So if I, if I go 
to the grocery store and I grab something for myself, mm-hmm. by definition, that's selfish. Publicly speaking, a lot of yeah. people are like, he did something for himself. That's selfish. Yes. It's negative. Actually, no, because that's what I needed. And if I have the opportunity to share something with someone, I might be giving, right? But they uh-huh. have to consent to it. So there's this whole wheel. Interesting. And so the word selfish to me has been, honestly, it's been thrown at me for some of the things that I've done. Yeah. And that may be the case in that person's mind, but it's actually like, it's not, it's real. It's, it's, it's not selfish. It's, it's for the benefit of all. So yeah, it's needed. So it's kind of crazy. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta look into that. So I guess in today, what, from a daily standpoint, how, how do you keep yourself? Like what creates joy in your current life. I love that. So I think in order to experience joy for me personally, mm-hmm. I need this balance of routine and spontaneity with okay. connection sprinkled throughout. <laughs> um, nice little recipe there. Yeah. I yeah. Like it. It's a hundred percent. I'm, I'm the chef of my own life. Um, <laughs> I know I do not do well if I don't get a decent amount of sleep mm-hmm. and because of my lifestyle, I'll, you know, be in front of a screen for let's call it six, seven, eight hours a day. And I want to walk the dog and I want to work out. And then I coach classes. So I've got yeah. early alarms. I know I feel it now. And I know why I feel it when I start to not prioritize myself. And that starts mm-hmm. with sleep mm-hmm. and the connections that I was talking about, like I will crave those, whether it be calling a friend or FaceTiming or seeing somebody and just like having coffee like we did. Like mm-hmm. I know I'm, I'm good on this individual journey, right? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good being alone, but I also like really, really like those connections and knowing that like, you know, on my birthday, there's going to be some people that'll call mm-hmm. on my birthday. There's going to be some people that won't. Yeah. And I've got that like inner circle that I can rely on. And then the third being spontaneity, like I know myself, what keeps me moving is um, things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So it can be something as simple as, you know, going on a hike. I've really been enjoying, uh, you know, talking to my dad about planning his birthday in oh, Austin, yeah. going to the beach, like something to look forward to keeps me moving during the day. Mm-hmm. So long as I prioritize like that, that self-care and yes. those connections. That's a lot of... I'm glad you have, you have a lot of awareness around this, which yeah. is really good. Yeah, that's why I'm standing in front of this microphone. I yeah, think I've got think something love, to offer the people. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so routine, I guess weekly routines. Do you have any habits that are must-do sleep? Sounds like it's a must. Yeah, um, well, I'm a type A. Okay. Uh, I'm a type A personality, so my calendar is organized and mm-hmm. color-coded. I've got to be prepared in terms of like, I I do need groceries and ideally meal prep because if not, if you know, if like my place is messy, Mm -hmm. like a a messy place is a messy mind to me. Like if my bed's not made, if I got like loads of laundry, like crazy and my place is trashed, like my mind will be that same way. Mm -hmm. So I just need to stay organized. I need to stay prepared. I need to stay inspired. Mm -hmm. And for me, like that's so far been the recipe for success. Mm -hmm. Sometimes stuff will just smack me right in the face. Like I said, I cried last night. I literally cried last (laughs) night. You want to know why? Supposed to have therapy at four o'clock yesterday and it just got canceled. And so weekly, I've noticed that having that session just to like kind of just yeah. Get whatever is that. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's the same. Sometimes it literally feels redundant. I Mm -hmm. feel like I said this to you last week. 
you yeah, know what I mean? Or yeah. like, I've felt this before. Well, yeah, you, you have. You're quick, still feeling it. Quick you know question for you, because yeah. I feel like this happens to me. Do you feel like you get more emotional like that day? Because you're like thinking about those things. I don't know. It just might be a me thing, but. I don't know how to answer that question because I don't know. I've never thought about it that way. I always go to therapy mm-hmm. or I try to with an agenda. Like I'll try to like, sometimes I'll email her on like a Saturday night, mm-hmm. just like a bullet point okay. so that I don't forget that. I felt something it. and it's a topic that's in my mind that I want to address. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I'm pretty good at retaining things that I've thought about over the week. And I come prepared to yeah. talk about that. But also sometimes like that little boy, he came out and he was like, <laughs> you're going to lay down. You're about to feel something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I would say in general, that's the, that's the point of therapy is to get more yeah. emotional. And it. as I say this, it's probably cause I'm not going as consistently as you are like okay. I'm going once a month right now but okay. and that's just I mean there's other factors that go in and obviously yeah, you know absolutely. like yeah, money all that yeah, yeah like all 100%. that other stuff but yeah. uh that could be why because I build it up and I can't like during the those other three and a half weeks For I can't sure. think about it because yeah. I'm like I gotta process this on my own <laughs> yeah and you journal <laughs> so, pretty frequently right? and what was that you journal pretty frequently oh yeah I try to as yeah. much as possible um okay. but the talking it. in therapy feels different um than journaling y- yes Mm, it's the same thoughts. So yeah. I guess, yeah. But does it feel different? Oh, a hundred percent. Like yeah. talking about how, well, having someone else here on the other side, I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, you just reminded me that I did this. I, I did a voice memo. Okay. I did a voice memo cause I wanted to hear it. Yeah. Um, and I haven't done it since I only did it that one time, but you know, if, if you're feeling like that one time per month is like this big moment for mm-hmm. you, it suggests that you probably need to be able to say it out loud more often. And if it's not to a therapist, maybe even to yourself, like literally just find time to like No, it's very interesting you say that because I've been doing that more recently. Boom. Maybe I should go to be going to therapy more. I'm not a professional. I'm just (laughs) connecting dots here. Yeah, no, I have been doing the voice memo just because I want to hear where my mindset's at and what I'm thinking and understand why I get to the places I do. So, but yeah, that's, that's, yeah voice memos there you go <laughs> it's a good one except for when someone finds all my voice memos and yeah. they're like wow <laughs> well, no, this girl <laughs> lot, i kidding. mean well then they should accept it like if, if whoever should, finds it that doesn't accept it probably doesn't deserve to be in your life right you're right you're right because so. those are the people you want around yeah sure. so lasting lasting thoughts for for everyone for the listeners what's your advice kind of just managing life <laughs> yeah feelings are your greatest currency. Mm-hmm. Feelings are your greatest currency. There is no right and wrong in feelings. There is an interpretation as to why you feel the way you feel. Mm-hmm. You could be like, I hate that you talked as much on my podcast as, as I did, right? That's not right or wrong. It's how you feel, yeah. right? And it's a matter of like what we do with those feelings. Mm-hmm. And to me, if the feelings foundationally are not addressed for you, then all of the other things that you're doing in business and personal life and whatnot, like what is all that for? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, again, I I always go back to that when the lights are off and the door is closed, like you just want to be able to go to sleep and and feel at peace with where you're at in life, knowing Mm -hmm. it's not perfect. And you you know, like you maybe didn't make all of the perfect choices. Mm -hmm. I just, I would encourage people, however they choose to do it, We've talked about like 19 different ways, audio yeah. messages and journaling and therapy and write it down, get it down. saving TikTok videos, <laughs> yeah. like however it is best for you to be aware of the feelings, mm-hmm. know why you're feeling them and then 
be able to act on them in some way, shape or form. Yeah. That's, that is my call to action. It does not have to be therapy. It does Mm -hmm. not have to be journaling. It's just like, you are going to feel something Mm -hmm. at some point in your life, right? Mad, sad, happy, whatever. Like do something about your feelings and, and be aware of them. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think the world will be a more connected and better place. So. That's awesome. Well, and, yeah. and one lasting question because yeah. I just thought about it. Yeah. And you and I are both in fitness. Have Do you think there was a moment, I guess, did you associate fitness with all the other added benefits? So not just like the physique part of it, but like the mental part of it. Yeah. Did you uh, ever when you started or was it kind of like a new thing? Meaning like... Did you realize over time, like this provides, this makes me happier. This creates more joy. Yeah, I certainly did. Um, and I would say early on, um, I like, okay, I'm a certified personal trainer. I'm gonna throw myself into the, I have a trash diet. Like I don't, (laughs) like, I don't make the best choices. Like I'm not out here bodybuilding. I prefer to feel good about how I look, Mm -hmm. but I'm not chasing like crazy aesthetic goals. Mm -hmm. I know that movement and challenge Mm -hmm. is good for me mentally and specifically in the environment that I've chose to spend time, like hyping up other people and other people hyping me up and connecting. Like, is there, is there any surprise that the the guy whose love language is active service teaches group fitness classes? No, this actually makes perfect sense. (laughs) And the words of affirmation, like that wasn't one of my love languages when I coach fitness classes okay. but gift giving it's actually um quality time so well, i guess that you that quality actually time, is quality but time however, however long those classes are that's yeah that's quality. where it came came so, to that's where yeah in yeah. my my terms that's yeah where but to answer your question more directly yeah. yeah i certainly have early on noticed that there are a lot more benefits to me personally mm-hmm. to fitness than just the physical side of it so, nice well yeah. Thank you, Matt. This is amazing. Of course. Yes. And I appreciate you sharing your story with us. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do it again. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for joining in. Remember to subscribe. Stay connected and follow me on Instagram at marimariburr and follow this podcast online at thethingsthatmatter.me. The Things That Matter podcast is produced in cooperation with Balto Creative Media and the Queen City Podcast Network. It is recorded at the Queen City Podcast Network studios in Uptown Charlotte. queencitypodcastnetwork.com.